This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. But Nancy was not feeling so smug as she had after uh, Garrow's almost completely organized escape. When three days later, Germans give up the Vichy facade and march a shit ton of Wehrmacht troops across the demarcation line. er, Separating occupied and Vichy uh, France and, uh, you know, it's almost they like come. they didn't give a shit about treaties. I mean, who would have fucking thought, right? Like, who would have thought? Um, oh, it's so fucking surprising. I mean, like, who who could have taken a goddamn guess uh, that they would come in true German fashion now abided? Uh, they're essentially invited by the little shit heel. Vichy Premier Pierre Laval to quote unquote defend France. Um, and okay. the Nazis were soon goose stepping here oh, and like, there. That sounds like Jessica, the invitation to um, defend certain things. Sounds a little January 6th to me. Does it? Does it, Kira? Does that feel for me? How could you possibly assume that such? Oh God! It's it's almost it's oh you know what? It's almost like it's not that far fetched. I'm picking up your sarcasm. Well, I should hope so because I'm laying it on pretty thick. Like when you let fascism in the back door, you get full. Penetration. Do, do you do you get them goose stepping here, there, and everywhere, including up your asshole? Is that how it works? Well, Is that how fashion certainly did? Yeah, they certainly justify that belief if there was ever any justification. Mm. So Nancy tells this one little anecdote I enjoy, and I wouldn't include it, guys, if I, uh, I don't believe in little narratives in history. I only include it because I think it, um, it capitalizes on Nancy's ideas. Yes, that's the only reason I include this. So, again, a Nancy anecdote. Um, we're gonna let her speak to it. A whole troop of them, them being Nazis, folks, or Gestapo, passed in front of the tram as we stopped. And the tram driver took one look at them, and his bottom lip started trembling still mm-hmm. without making a sound. He began to cry. The tears rolling down his cheeks as we drove on. Then suddenly, the tears stopped rolling as he pulled himself together and got this really hard look on his face. Like, whatever it takes, I'll see the end of you. 
I've never forgotten that. Wow. That's insane. She's just a hard bitch, man. She noticed things like that. Um, Dude, she just... I love Nancy Wake. She appeals to me on every fucking level. Like, had enough of your shit. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, now, there's no point in pretending that the Vichy government is not just an extension of the Nazis, as we know. And um, it's, not thing, er, it's not fun as things were before. It's about to get a whole lot worse. So, that means many changes for Nancy and the O'Leary line, the resistance, French and British, found the occupation of Vichy of France met a great deal more help from citizens. So that's positive, but not altogether, as we're going to find out. Ridiculous as it may seem, a great many had taken the view that the war was for the north of France and not to worry about. Um, But the occupation uh, was, in fact, illusion that was shattered nonetheless. The Germans were no longer simply at the gates. The Huns at the gates, if you will, folks. They were everywhere. (laughs) This made the resistance. There were collaborators, right? Like, they didn't just walk in without assistance you know like that's I think one of the things that struck me when I visited the resistance museum the John Moulin Moulin uh, museum in Paris was it actually shows you like you know that there were collaborators with it and boy did they get the price to pay after the war they got exactly was fucking coming to them I regret none of it in hindsight, I regret none of it. Um, a lot of people are going to tell you they do. I do not. Um, like I said, they're everywhere. So, furthermore, this occupation by German troops leads to the creation of the Malice, a sort of military-style homegrown police force slash army commanded by the Gestapo. Now, the men of the Malice were very uh, pro-German mm. and proud to be called collaborators. So, Premier Laval orders the formation of the Malice in early 43, outlining that um, they were to essentially quell internal dissent, began rounding up Jews, and hunt down any involved in any kind of resistance. Basically, he says, go forth, be Nazis, Uh if you will. Um, So, I hate this cunt. Um, So, on top of the Malice, it didn't take long for the Chapo, or, as we all know, the German secret state police to show up it never does then again for those of you who don't like don't know the gestapo was an organized uh, essentially an organization or better an organized sort of police sort of military force tasked 
with the extermination of all opposition to Nazi rule in Germany or her subjugated territories. So, as well as rounding up Jews, on top of all that, they're, they're tasked with rounding up Jews to be sent to concentration camps. I wow. cannot emphasize that they're the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> Maybe and share it in all of Germany. And that's a tough fucking ribbon to win, folks. Like, Jesus Christ. Outside of the eagle's nest, what do you win? Uh, oh. Like being the biggest cunts in the known universe? Yeah. I guess. Like, like, that's what you win. They wear a sash. I mean... I mean, the thing is, it's like Nazis are like code word for the epitome of evil, like for all time, right? Like the standard and anyone associated or accomplished, like assisting them should be considered on that same level because they know what's going on and are still willingly doing shit with them. You you would, you would think that Kara and yet, (laughs) um, some of them still get invited to be part of like house and senatorial teams. You'd think that you would think it's that. almost like in political positions, people can have outlandish fucking conspiracy or evil fascist tendencies and still keep their position. Isn't that interesting? It's called total acquittal. Kara. Kara. How dare you speak fucking (laughs) sense into this microphone? (laughs) We don't speak fucking sense here, madam. (laughs) Like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's almost like they're allowed to take a shit in the Capitol building. (laughs) Um, Smear their shit all over France instead of. The Capitol Dome rotunda. It you'd think Walk that away unharmed. <laughs> and yet um the Eagle's Nest is still allowed to be a fucking ruin in Bush Garden, but whatever. And you know what? I bet they all have a dog named fucking Blondie, the pieces of shit. Oh the do you think they don't? That's what I meant. I think like, they Bruce do. Bruce calls his wife. I do too. Oh. <laughs> For multiple reasons. <laughs> As you will. Kara. I've heard a lot of jokes in recent weeks. Hands down. The fucking best. Like, oh my god. If he doesn't, I I don't know. You'll be disappointed. <laughs> so, the important thing to remember about the Gestapo is they're not required to answer to any higher authority, if you will. So, in other words, they could arrest, detain, and torture anyone they even suspected 
of being an enemy to the Nazi cause with no higher appeal to court or anything else. So I want you to imagine that also within view of as shitty as the American justice system is, taint that shitty, just saying. So no matter how legitimate your business or in order your paperwork, if the Kashapo didn't just like the look of you, they could torture you. They, they do can, whatever. They yeah. Back, They'll just so to torture you. Um, that sucks. Hardcore. Like you could sneeze. Like here in the day of age of coronavirus, you sneeze and everybody avoids you like the plague. Mm-hmm. Weirdly call. enough, you would be weirdly like, enough, <laughs> you're exactly right. Oh, you sneeze wrong. Fuck you. You looked at him. Welcome wrong, to de- welcome to Gestapo him. detention. Oh, they would have loved the age of coronavirus. Randomly coughing. They would also They're, love detaining oh, people and putting oh, them in how, cages. Think how hard their dicks would have gotten. You know, if maybe if maybe you were an innocent um, at the border. You're right, Kara. Putting they someone in cages. Oh my God! Can you it's imagine? Note, Germans. And uh, this is a side quest, but eugenics were inspired in part to Americans. Um, it's actually a great side uh, side quest. Um, you could follow it from the Kellogg Corporation down to the Kennedys. It's actually a lot of fun. And I mean, people that interact during this time period. Remember, the first Kennedy brother was actually killed during World War II. Boy, and he was such an asshole, and he advocated that one sister. Yeah, you uh, know the poor one. Poor Rosemary. The one they poor Rosemary. Sounds like some Gestapo shit in a way. What? It? She was the second. She was the second person ever to have received that, if I'm correct. I don't know. That particular type wrong. of, I think. I mean, lobotomy has yeah. been done before, but... That particular type of lobotomization. That's um, the Gestapo would have loved. Torture somebody, lobotomize. Oh my god. Can you imagine how fucking Nazi hard they'd have gotten for that? And it's disgusting. As we can all agree. God, what a bunch of assholes. So. Nancy and themselves. Like they've find themselves again surrounded by the Malise, which is basically the Kashapo, who is also in town plus the black market police um, and the standard issue French gendarmes so gendarmes. this gendarmes uh, so the stakes are never higher but Nancy's not bothered Nancy quote it certainly kept me on my toes. Though the fact that there were so many repressive organizations meant that there was more potential for somebody to, quote unquote, fall between the cracks because there's a lot of administration or administrative overlap. One body assumed that another body was responsible for something, and well, you know, vice, basically versa. But what a bold bitch 
to look yeah. the Gestapo in the face and rely. Like, meh, they're too bureaucratical. They'll never get me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's maybe the boldest bitch in all of history, including like Cleopatra in a carpet. Okay. She might yeah. be the hardest bitch that ever existed. That blows my mind. She's like, eh, I don't care. Um, still, the Germans, clearly, thick on the ground and devoted to stamping out resistance. In Marseille, a lot of resistance was concentrated in one particular spot known as the VU4, a hotbed of criminal activity both before and during the war. So it's no small wonder that the Nazis... At a spot of trouble, when it uh, <laughs> when they would enter oh, the labyrinth can I, can I, of streets. Can I please do? It? We got trouble. We got trouble here in River City. <laughs> we got trouble. Trouble. Oh my God! It's the for this. This is what it's meant for. Oh my God! Because not only. Did criminals and resistant folk have a tendency to disappear instantly and the place uh, chased to the edge of by officers, occupants, occupants of the vehicle had a habit of throwing buckets of, say, raw sewage out. uh, That's a fine old tradition. No. I would have done it too, and I'm super Wait, into it. They throw buckets of raw sewage where? Out the window, man. Like, literally. Out the window on patrols. So, like, oh, literally a shit and piss latrine bucket. Well, damn. Let <laughs> them know how you feel. Uh, yeah. Which, it's Bethany? Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. If anybody just. If anybody deserved it, well, yeah, they deserved it, right? No, I, uh, I agree. I just think it's hilarious. Like, oops, didn't see there. My bad. Oh my god! And that's exactly what they did. Oh my god! Sorry. My bad. Um. So many a <laughs> Millicent would also meet an accident if isolated from their patrol, if you will. Um, Many an ill-timed heavy object might choose to fall down a flight of stairs onto them, including, um, you know, they may be knifed several times. Outside a specific house, you know, it's very, it's very Chicago. He fell into my knife. My knife. He ran into my knife ten times. They had Um, (laughs) yeah. No, um, I I think they had it coming by by Chicago. Is uh, the most uh, yeah. No, it's well served. Very well served. So, um, many were detained and sent to camps 
in the Viaport, and a lucky few were not grabbed. Um, what they could grab, essentially, in belongings was what was allowed in Marseille, and some 20,000 people were left with nothing, and some 2,000 buildings were burnt to the ground. Shit. Now, take a fucking guess as to how Nancy Wake felt about all this. I can't imagine she smiled. (laughs) I cannot imagine she took a smile, right? Uh, You cannot imagine she accepted this well. In fact, you know, like, uh, I, I would say it's a further thing that really pissed Nancy the fuck off. Right. And I understand it. Like, with just that nasty terminology. Pissed me the fuck off. Um, so, this is our backdrop for Nancy's second prison break. All this has happened. All this has happened. She's lost her goddamn, like, fucking patience, right? She's not dealing with it. So the camp guards um, had been replaced by the gendarmes, but Nancy's original plans were shot. She needed help. So she pesters the fuck out of her old friend O'Leary, which is is going to be something. I swear, this is like you and Dr. Doctor. He owes me. (laughs) I get it. Like that motherfucker. Are you kidding me? I didn't do all this work to be shot to nonsense. You're exactly right. I get her. I get Nancy at a deep fucking level. So, um, she just, again, pesters the fuck out of O'Leary to take charge of the escape for Garo. Like, I, I can't even, like, every single day she was there, guys. Just like, what are you doing about it, Garo? Are you doing anything about Garo? What do you feel about Garo? Like, uh, that is what she was doing till he finally was like, fuck, I'll take care of Garo. So, Nancy's original contract uh, like contact in the prison stayed true from her original like original OG prison break and Leary procures another uniform to allow Garrow to walk out of the prison unnoticed during a shift change so Garrow yep escapes through the Pyrenees on the very line he himself had established. That is amaze balls. Because she wouldn't let off of it. Right. Like and what I, Nancy I, wants, Nancy gets. Just yeah, saying. it's a very understated like idea, but you're exactly right. What Nancy wants, Nancy motherfucking gets. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a ridiculous thing to highlight in war. It would be if we were talking in uh, anyone else but Nancy yeah. fucking wake. Like, what she wants, 
she motherfucking gets. And if you don't like it, watch me make you like it. That's her entire... I need a reason. I'll make one up. Yeah. Which is incredible to me. (laughs) Out of somebody on a spy line. It's just... Oh, but that's exactly how it works. So the early months of 1943 were all work and no play for our sweet Nancy. Mm. Now, the O'Leary line is busier than ever. And her courier missions for the French resistance um, pick up as the organization grew, right? So she's biking like miles and miles a day, pretending to be no one with her papers, delivering like radio parts, which is a nonsensical thing because she's also helping the British escape. It's just insane, right? It's like, what the fuck is this bitch up to? Um, So, like I said, O'Leary line, busier than ever. Like we were talking about French resistance, she's definitely picked up. So, Allied Command began bombing raids. And this is something that happens on the continent that's going to throw her off a little bit. So, Allied Command began bombing raids in earnest across Germany and in occupied territory but the Wehrmacht hardly um took to escape uh or or took down or took it lying down they didn't um they didn't go out escape lines they didn't take it lying down they weren't like a fucking pussy defense if you can imagine that again um Things change later, but it's not something you want to deal with. So, a greater number of Allied planes met a greater number of men needing to escape via alliance. Because, of course, as you fight the Wehrmacht in this bombing campaign, (coughs) a greater number of men are going to go down and be stuck in Europe and she ain't fucking around, right? Like, yeah. she wants to get him out back to Britain. She's not dicking around. So, according to Nancy, that meant that even O'Leary was suddenly obliged to rely on people that he didn't actually know well, mm. making it all the more easy for a traitor or a Nazi operative to penetrate the network and betray us just as Paul had on one occasion but what could he and we do yeah we couldn't turn away the airmen who needed our help and we couldn't keep expanding and so we just had to keep expanding the best we could and hoping that everything went all right and I want to talk about oh my god I don't know like at that point I don't know though 
that I'd be so double may care as Miss Nancy Wake, um, if you will. Like I'd she be shouldn't sh- give a fuck. I would. I'd, I'd be shitting my pants. I, I would. I'd be shitting. I'd be shitting bricks right now. No, I but that's not how she off. is. I would have cut it off. Right? That's the most fucking insane thing I've ever heard in the world. She is a lady of Versailles, a madame about town. Like, she didn't just give a fuck. She hates him that much that she's like, eh, I don't care. It's what any... It's what any citizen of the crown would do, which is the most patriotic and patriotic, insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Because Nancy Wake honestly expected everybody else to do the same thing that she's doing. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell, like, no, this is she just, expected like- it. She expected it. And anybody that didn't do that, as we will see later, is a fucking pussy to her. And it is just bizarre beyond me that she expected this out of Oliver. She's just hard. She's hard in a way I will never be hard. Uh, phrasing? She soon found it difficult to maintain the facade of the frivolous and empty-headed Madame Fioca, a woman about town, as we all know, was her cover-up in Marseille for all of this bullshit. So, it was at this point Nancy became aware that the Germans were looking for a woman um, whose description to fit to a T. Now, the Germans had codenamed the mysterious woman in question the white mouse because of her ability to, to disappear. Traps. Yes, just yeah. as they thought they had her cornered. And think about that. Um, l- let's let's do it in Nancy's own words before we think about that, Lancy. <laughs> Nancy later told the journalist in the most Nancy fucking fashion I've ever heard. I gotta admit, I had a swelled head. I thought, God, they have a code name in Berlin. Of course you would. And there, there are a lot of criticisms I can make. For Nancy Wake, and I kind of want to make them now, um, because I'm not going to have room later. It's sort of this ridiculous, like, how long would would her and Henri's marriage have lasted? How successful would a woman like Nancy Wake have been outside of wartime? And I argue that wartime makes Nancy Wake. Make yeah. it the woman. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I agree. She really came into her stride once everything started. Like, I think in any other era, Nancy Wake is a board journalist, somebody's wife, whatever. But she just has no fear. <laughs> and 
that's what I wanted to highlight in our early episode. She has no fear, which is quite frankly incredible. And you'll find, and she certainly doesn't die up until the end. The bitch has no fear of anything. She just doesn't care. She hates Nazis and she has no fear. And it sees her through the end of the war. Still, news signaling to Nancy that the Germans are closing in, right? Uh, they're one day after her finishing as a French resistance courier um, had uh, kind of caught and stopped Nancy at a bistro, right? So this is where she's cued in that they're following her. A courier kind of stops her at a bistro and uh, he's the happens to be the owner. Dear friend of Nancy's informs her that when she left that morning, he was sure someone had been following her. Mm. Now, this hardly That's always comforting. Right. <laughs> Great. So, this hardly surprised Nancy, despite having missed the tale herself, which she very seldom did. But in... Uh, in the meantime, she thought it was highly possible she had noticed her telephone making strange clicking sounds of late, sure sign of it being tapped, and Nancy's maid had caught a man going through their mail just three wow. days earlier. Which, wow. yeah, is that a sign? I don't know what is. So, Nancy felt if they were onto her and not yet arrested her, they were attempting to follow her to attempt to discover those involved in a larger network. Now, Henri would hear none of Nancy's protests and he decided it was time. Nancy made her own escape back to England. Henri persisted in remaining behind to shore up the basin for further attempts for his father and employees to be successful or the two would lose everything now. I'm not going to say. I think that's really It breaks my heart as well. I think it's truly noble, but I think you and I both know how that's going to go. Not well, basically. Not if she's already fingered by the Gestapo. No, because at that point, if they know you exist, they're going to know, like, everything about you. Exactly. If they know you're alive. Facebook, right? Like, and you're, like, wanted. They're going to be able to, you know, figure out who you talk to, who you're related to, all of that, real quick. If you live and you breathe, the Gestapo is going to make you pay for it. Wow. Period. Just because they fucking feel like it. They are animals. Um, you know. Unite. Uh, whatever. 
all you Turner Diaries fucks, whatever you're into, you might not love the Gashapo, just like further fucking thought or reading. So, the two, Henri and Nancy, make plans for Nancy to escape for the time being, like, along the very routes <clears throat> that she had always initiated in and of themselves, right? Um, right. So, every, it's time for her to use them. It's time for her to use them, but every second counts, and that is in the utmost of their awareness, in the utmost of Henri's awareness. I, I just can't talk about what a great what a great husband he was, and we should all be so lucky. Um, so, Nancy is to leave right away, right? And make for Toulouse, where O'Leary himself is stationed at, so that Nancy might escape on the very route that she had helped to ferry so many along on, right? To the Pyrenees. Right. Um, and finally... After Pyrenees, Spain, England, right? That was the venture. So Nancy's role, guys, this like fucking amazes me because it's not a small number. And this like, it makes me cry every time. Nancy's role and the Pat O'Leary line had come to an end, but not before. Berlin's white mouse had helped an estimated 1,037 allied soldiers and Jewish refugees escape wartime France. Uh, Meanwhile, also running the spy for two different resistances, you know, holy (laughs) bitch, man, that's insane. Like, it seriously does. This is one of the few things that makes me cry. Like, I'm wiping tears out of my eyes. Just like, Jesus. Fucking Christ. I want to be here when I grow up. (laughs) You know, it's not 500. (laughs) It's 1,037. And how much you want to bet? To the Allied soldiers' number to Jewish refugees. I know what's the greater one, realistically. Yeah. And just like as much as she talks about talking with refugees' children and getting them out, it is like the most heartbreaking shit you guys can ever read. Like, trust me, this is why I've got mired down on this because when you realize. The number that she's not fucking around with. Like, this is why she's the white mouse. That's not a small number. That is insane. Plus the fact. Well, I was going to say, she also, she she put a lot of herself in this movement, in everything, I feel like. So, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because she cared that much. She cared that much. And I cannot understate how much she fucking hates these pricks. Like, and it's going to become, 
I'm going to kind of skip through uh, her journey through the Pyrenees and some shit like that so we can just get to the SO. Like, you have, have no idea yet, Bethany, how much she hates them. And it is, ah, uh, it's incredible. It's incredible that that just like that hatefulness manifest. I'm a great fucking admirer and a great believer just uh, what hatefulness can get good <laughs> can get done but like quite frankly nancy wake is is the and then i saw her face and i'm a believer if you will um <clears throat> yeah. so nancy really yeah she went there don't judge her I don't think that's a Smash Mouth song, though. I thought it was something before. I thought love was only true in fairy tales. Pretty sure it is. I thought it was reappropriated for them. Uh, for Shrek. For Shrek. Fun fact, the song was originally written by Neil Diamond and recorded originally by the novelty 60s band The Monkees. So, Nancy... <laughs> Grabbed a small bag for essentials, uh, which is only the finest, right? Her jewelry. Nancy the promised to get, yeah, exactly. The shit that might get her somewhere so she could have some movable money if she traded it. Um, and Nancy promised to get word to Henri as soon as she's past the mountains. She stuffed her coat pockets with money. And the two said goodbye. I'm not going to go into it. But oh my god. You want to break your fucking heart. Go ahead and look that up. So Nancy states she cried all the way to the station. And when half. Within a half an hour, uh, of the hour. Uh, began making plans. For her actual escape to France. Um Nancy knew it was one thing, though, to decide to escape and another thing to, to actually, actually go, to actually make it, <laughs> to actually fucking make it. And I'll give her that. So during the first week in hiding, Nancy attempted to escape twice and both times had to turn back because of the weather. Oh. A week later, Nancy turn, er, returned to Prepignan. And yet again, to be defeated by the weather. Third time was hardly a charm. Nancy was forced to board a train back to Toulouse and try again the next week, right? But it was just outside the station in Toulouse that Nancy's train was stopped and boarded by armed Policemen. Now they demanded, yeah, they demanded everyone exit the train and get into the waiting trucks to be taken to the station and have their papers examined. Nancy, in a last ditch effort, decides to jump for it once the truck uh, had taken off and would have escaped had she not been caught up in a bunch of students currently uh, currently er, protesting protesting something or other um, which, which is not I a shocking is, thing for France 
to be honest. No, I was was going to say, like, fitting, very fitting, to be (laughs) caught in a protest um, trying to do something real, uh, which is kind of funny to me. So, (laughs) please are able to catch up with our Nancy. Now, Nancy had one piece of incriminating evidence on her. It's the only thing she had, which is a British five-pound note. But I laughed when I essentially read this. Um, A five-pound note that five airmen had that she'd helped escape last through the line. They they had all signed it as kind of Um, a memento for her. So the bitch eats it. Eats it right then. And there, yeah, she didn't even pause. And I, oh my God, Bethany, you and I, you and I know how much we fucking respect her for just eating it. Just eat it. You just gotta. Yeah. Want to get out? How many times have we almost or have been arrested in which you just have to eat it? You just gotta swallow it whole. (laughs) Swallow whole. Get over it. Get over it, you fucking cunts. And uh, Nancy Wake fucking nailed it. I'm very proud of her. So, Nancy, directly on this, and it always makes me laugh when I read it. Henri used to say that I could eat money like no one. That he ever (laughs) knew. But this time I really did. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> funny. Oh my god, she's so fucking funny. I can't. I'm get sorry, it. she's so fucking funny. And has there ever been a more down ass um, bitch in all? She's everything, but she's a little too self aware. If you know what I mean, like she's like proud. She's like, I'm here. She's for She's not there. humble. She's many things, but she's certainly not humble. I would say that she's me. Uh, from the ages of 21 to 23, smoking a lot of illegal, smoking a lot of illegal weed and pulled over in the state of Texas. Like, you just eat that shit. That's what you do. You're gonna have a great time. You're gonna have a great time even if you're in a holding cell because you're gonna be high as fuck. Like, get over yourself. So, thank you. Prove it. I would have done this to get off the charges. God knows. I just had good lawyers. So, again, sue me. So, the police take Nancy to the station and demand to know why was she was on board the train from Perpignan to Toulouse when her paper stated that she was a resident of Marseille. Now, this wasn't a crime per se, But at this point in France, one had to, if you will, have a specific purpose for traveling. Oh, okay. Okay. Like Like transit papers. Like you had to say why you're going. Like you were working. There were only certain kinds of reasons that would be accepted. Basically. Uh, She's not just allowed to take a journey because she's written that that shit. Think of it like a lockdown, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I suppose like you ain't just going anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's not 
parallels I love to draw, but in essence. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But here we are, and here we're still staying. (laughs) But here we are. I have a lot of comments on that, but whatever. Um, I wasn't thinking in the U.S. I was thinking what the situation is in France at the moment. Yeah, me too. Why I had a bunch of comments on it. So, Nance lies, right? Like, that's her standard whatever. Says she had been on a business trip with her well-known industrious husband. Like, industrialist husband. And again... Henri is well known. He's a shipbuilder, Henri Fioca. Now, she stated the two had fought, he had left, and she didn't know where he had gone, right? So she's making her way to to Toulouse, essentially. So she then demanded they release her because she's Nancy. Um... But this second time out and lying to authorities, similar to the Commandant, um, Nancy's not going to be so lucky. So, the police threw Nancy into a cell for the night, claiming they would check out her story um, and were giving her a night to consider if she wanted to, quote-unquote, tell the truth. Now, Nancy had, in those few hours of interrogation, at least discovered what it was the police were specifically looking for. Now, a cinema in Toulouse er, showcasing a movie from well-known fascist Tino Rossi had been blown up, if you will, in a sort of... I guess, familiar film parallel. No by, uh, no doubt by the resistance. So the police were under pressure to come up with the guilty party, right? Um, and they had their eyes set on Nancy. She had run. She seemed <clears throat> the right age. They couldn't necessarily immediately pin her down because of her papers. So, yeah. That evening, they dragged Nancy out of her cell and said there was no woman by the name of Fioca in Marseille, which she already knows is a lie, and that she's lying. Um, which again, common thing among among the Gestapo and the gendarme and the police at the time. So. They just didn't bother with even checking her story out. Like, not even not even a little bit. Right. They just wanted a guilty person. They don't give two shits. Kind right. of. Um, I don't think, I don't know if you've seen Casablanca, but it's like, there's an expression in it. That's like that's round exactly up right. suspects. Um, so to speak, where it's just, you're finding a scapegoat, essentially, is what it refers to. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I'm not that it makes sense. I mean, what I mean is, like, for the time being, they just wanted, it was an easy catch. And they're like, oh, my God, I think we've got, I think we've got, you know, case closed, you know, kind of thing. And it was just an easy way out. And I have a idea of a good idea that Nancy was going to have none of it. Not even Nancy. 
someone more clever than her, which is a lot of fun. So what that meant, according to Nancy, and Nancy Fioka of Marseille at that, was that they didn't even care enough to make the car or to make the call to Marseille to check out that part of the story. Yeah. They wanted someone to be guilty and I was close enough. So the police then slapped Nancy around in an attempt to make her confess. And when that didn't work, they kind of put her in a room with some kind of Turkish toilet for the night. Later um, on in the night, in the evening, however, a kinder one of the gendarmes, and this kind of breaks my heart in a good way, led her to an internal office where he fed her and gave her coffee. He then allowed Nancy to sleep on the desk, which, as we can all agree, is far better than the concrete floor with a hole-in-the-floor toilet underneath his own oh. great coat. Is right? this like because he feels sorry because she's a woman or because he knows her? Or No. I'm, I'm curious. It's human kindness. Oh, my God. I love that. Right? He doesn't even know if she's not okay. guilty. Just a decent human fucking being. Which, uh, here I am. Here it I'm is nuanced. Uh, because he here. didn't know if she was guilty or not. It didn't matter. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a I'm random. Thinking, yeah, because here I am thinking that, you know, he, he knew her or he was going to get something out of it or maybe he was against what was happening. But no, he just had decency. He never asked her to sleep with him. He was never weird about it. He didn't even know if she was guilty or not. It was just, as she marcates it, as she puts it in her autobiography and tells a great number of people, it was just human kindness. He was just a decent fucking man. Which is rare to find during that particular time. Oh, my God. Which is why it makes you want to weep, right? Like, he was just not an asshole. So, come dawn, the, don, uh, the gendarme led her back to the room and locks her up once more. And the next day was much the same. They questioned and beat Nancy, having become convinced at this point. Uh she was a prostitute involved in the bomb plot that night. She's taken back to the toilet in the floor room. And once again, the kind gendarme fed her and let her sleep in the office. Just now, this. Hold on. I just think it's hilarious because it's like, it feels like they're just grasping at straws at this point. Because now they're like, oh. Yeah, they're like, you know, we don't know what you are, but you're something. Yes. You're something. Your papers don't line up or coming at you. Yeah, it's just hilarious to me. It's just like, they're like, okay, what, what, we gotta get something. We gotta get them for something. They're gotta- trying to be hard before either the Malise or the Gashapo shows up, right? Right. That's the point. Um, <laughs> so, this continues for four days. Nancy being just having the 
feet out of her during the day and allowed to sleep in an office by a gendarme at night, right? So um, she the bitch never cracks though. She's fucking hard. Like you can kick the shit out of me. I don't care. Um on the fourth day when the door to the toilet is open, Nancy found she's face to face with Patrick O'Leary. Oh shit. Oh shit is right. Deep. deep. Right. This is some great espionage shit right here. A man so deep he can pretend to be anyone. Um and and has a command of the language being a uh Belgium. So he embraced her, joking with the two policemen before doing so and whispers to her quickly and singly, you best start looking fond of me, essentially, as the policemen believe she is his mistress, which I would have, like, sucked his fucking face at that point. Like, right? Like, I would have gotten on my knees and I would have just Done what Sucked I him off in front of the gendarmes. Anything to Sorry, stop mom. being <laughs> fucked with. Anything to get out of being fucking beaten for four days, right? Like, I'm down with. So, in under half an hour, Nancy was walking out of jail, oh arm God. in arm with O'Leary, who was <laughs> the most active resistance man in the region. They have no fucking clue. They don't. It's just, it's so, this is, like, this is why I devote myself to this fucking, because it's the most, like, what the fuck story that's ever, like, literally, this is some James Bond bullshit. She's wake. Nancy wake. <laughs> I'm sorry. But O'Leary to walk in there and and let me explain to you exactly the risk O'Leary took because he thought Nancy was this valuable. So when O'Leary heard Nancy had been taken, he set resistant contacts to discover where Nancy was being kept. Um, after four days, it becomes clear. That Nancy had betrayed no one and the line. And O'Leary knew, like he knew there was no way, like in good conscience, he couldn't re- rescue her, right? He but, was hoping, oh, she's going to betray us. She'll be an easy dump. Who gives a shit? But she was hard. And it was like after they kicked the shit out of her all day, and O'Leary's like, after four fucking days, she hadn't given us up. Which I have to rescue her. Because he didn't give two shits about Garrow, who actually founded, you know, and, and did. I mean, I'm not saying that Nancy didn't do. I all. would argue Garrow was less useful than Nancy. And also, you're going to take four days to decide Nancy's useful to your spy network. But that's just the spy game, Bethany. It's not a nice thing. True. True, 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 true. Very true. All right. So, (laughs) 
He's got a rescuer, he's decided, right? So he and his lieutenants briefly thought of just attacking the station guns blazing, but O'Leary felt he was enough of an expert on the French psyche to pull off a ruse. And he is not wrong. Like, I want him to be wrong with that generalization, right? Right. Like, I want him to say, like, oh, all Frenchmen can't be boiled down in a day's fucking riz. I really want that to be the case. However, it kind of proves differently. Um, so, O'Leary dressed as a man of means and entered the station, slyly telling the officers that Nancy was his mistress and that why she that was why she had been vague wow. about her destination he then claimed to be a member of the police providing the oh officers yeah with fake papers what the fuck four day drawn up fake papers to prove that he's an officer of the Malice, but it gets saltier, motherfuckers. Like, I wish this was as salty as it got. There's some schmoozing, uh, uh, kind of amongst the men time shit talk, right? And O'Leary, yeah, locker room top, gra- mm-hmm. grabbed by the pussy. Um, mm-hmm. and then O'Leary. Tops it off by pretending to be a close friend of the Vichy pro-Nazi premier. Oh, wow. Lavel. Oh, my God. Like, straight that to the top. Holy fuck. Fucking yeah. and genius. He pulls a straight to the fucking top card. And here's why. Um, O'Leary had done his homework. Learning that Laval was in Berlin that day. So O'Leary then stated as Laval was in Berlin, he couldn't be contacted, which is not incorrect because it couldn't be um, unless it was by a top contact. Oh, my God. This is just Just essentially not by a man such as him, yada, 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 or he wouldn't be wasting his time talking to cunts at the station. Like, literally, his fucking position. Like, if I could get, if this motherfucker wasn't in in Berlin, do you think I'd be wasting my time at the station? Like, just... Fucking nasty and like authoritative. Um, like you don't want to know if you're these guys what might happen to you if a lover of Madame, the real Madame Fioca of Marseille, (laughs) (laughs) because that is true. Might have something to fucking say about you. To Laval. Mm-hmm. Like they're not willing to take the chance. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Nancy's a free woman. 
She so walks funny. out. They both walk out. Oh and now that, ladies and gentlemen, is fucking spycraft. I want to be her. I swear to God, I want to be her when I grow I want to be him. I want to be O'Leary. <laughs> well, you want to be O'Leary. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to cover it in my next episode. He is captured and oh. sent to a concentration camp for 10 years. But that motherfucker comes out alive. Oh, my strong, God. Comes out alive. Comes out strong, even being sent to a German camp. And uh, oh, you don't even want to see the numbers of medals that are. He's fucking oh, bedecked wow. with. Yeah. Wow. But it's the O'Leary line. Didn't fuck around. A goddamn random Belgian doctor that said, I see the Nazis for what they are and I don't fucking like them. That's it. That's yeah. all he, like, that is incredible to me. You know where he died? How did he die? He died in <gasps> Of course in he did. Well, and he, he actually lived to be fucking old, man. Like, yeah, he was an old motherfucker because he was a first World War veteran. I'm correct or close to it. Like he was randomly on that ship. I don't think he was. Probably not, but he, he was, was randomly on that ship as a full grown and licensed doctor, right? So he was, he was fairly born in old. And died in 1989. Yeah. So they took him as some whatever he saw on that ship. And he was allowed to survive as a doctor. He came his way into France and said, fuck him. So who <laughs> knows what happened? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a very... It's a very noted thing, whatever, and and I've tried to see or understand what he saw and understood between that period in history, but whatever it was, when he showed up in France, he was ready to fuck him. Yeah. And I don't know what that was, but it was enough, I guess. I can't, I can't imagine. No. Definitely and not. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what you saw to have the fucking cojones to walk into a gendarme French station and rescue yeah. a known British and French spy and not give two tits. I don't want to know what you saw, sir. I assume that it was life-altering. Yeah. Or enough for you yourself to spend 10 years at a concentration camp and have the will to survive. Yeah. And come out and be like, Yeah. You're it wasn't just fucked. any concentration camp. It was Mount Hausen, which is one yes. of the... It was the place <laughs> that he ironically, yeah, that he had ironically helped 
thousands to escape from in yeah. direct order. He got out of Dachau. Can you imagine what a yeah. tough motherfucker we're talking about? God. Dachau. Jesus fucking Christ. Can you imagine? His three years of error, his brief internment was spent there. His actual time was spent in Dachau, and he deserves every medal that every nation fucking draped on him. Jesus Christ. I agree. Damn. Pretty impressive. He's he's a tough motherfucker. And at the end of the day, he marched Nancy Wake out of a police station. Like, he like it should be like he owned the fucking joint. Like it's so great. I just love that. And I love that she just like, you know, you know for a fact Nancy just walking out of there with this shit eating grin on her face. Oh, <laughs> you know it. Like she's <laughs> That's the thing, like, no matter how dark it turns, no matter how weird it turns from the rest of this Bethany, you don't get fucking Nancy Wake down. She just, I almost agree she would have been a waste as a human being pre-war time because she loves to thrive in chaos and she's so fucking good at it and I give her fucking props and I I get Nancy Wake like fuck it like that's her whole I, I get her um, but that being said she walks out fake papers schmoozing again blah 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 um, O'Leary then stated to her directly that Laval was in Berlin and could not be contacted. Not even by a man. Like, they go through this whole thing. Like, he explains to her why it worked. And so, the white mouse slips once more through German hands and finds herself yet again in a safe house in Toulouse. Needing uh, desperately to escape to France. Yeah. Damn. You know what's funny, Jessica? I had an interesting experience at a train station in Toulouse, but not quite that caliber. Not that like it's color <laughs> though. Protests. Um, funny. That's I kind of think it's <laughs> a little bit cooler. Well, I don't know. Can you escape? Well, which was being done into the trucks. And that's why Nancy jumped the fuck out. So. (laughs) And then she's. She's. Saved. By the foremost. Resistance line fighter. In all of goddamn allied France. Yeah, that was crazy. That is because because he decides if that bitch is hard enough to take four days of a Nazi beating, who am I not to save her? Wow. 
which is just it's so banana bunker that's the thing about nancy wake i can't wrap my head around it because it's so it's so much from a fucking movie and yeah. no movie exists yes <laughs> that is some james bond bullshit movie shit to pretend to be a friend of pierre laval and to float it so well that you think and they think that nancy fioca wife of henri fioca of marseille is your actual fucking mister uh, it, it boggles the mind it does it's hilarious like i want to be that confident you know what i mean like i want to have that kind of confidence to be able to Which just buy contrary to fucking warren's beliefs i would be a great spy because <laughs> i would sure the fuck walk in there with that confidence all right fine whatever life or death if i have to <laughs> pretend to be something and i love that about dance uh fine like life or death if i have to pretend to be your like fucking mistress watch me work <laughs> Well, shit. I cannot believe that she's just... I hope we all enjoyed that. I'm gonna skip an interesting... uh, I... It's interesting, but it's not essential to the journey because we've done a lot of things that are essential to the journey, but what happens in the next year and a half, year or two are not necessarily important to the journey as in her learning lessons like that, if you will. Yeah, okay. About what it is, spy lessons. So we're going to jump ahead to when she starts getting into the SOE and some different shit like that. When she starts getting into that spyist bullshit and I just, there are things she learns, but they're not necessarily essential like that. And so I've tried to cover, I've tried to cover, I've tried to cover the things that are going to make her a spy, if you will. Um, What you're saying is you're leaving me on a cliffhanger. Yeah. A hard one. Um, more importantly, an important one because she's gonna learn from all of this shit and adapt it. Um, from childhood, how she thinks. Everything else after this doesn't matter until she gets into it, if you will. Got so, it. that being said, we will be back for a fourth part of Nancy Wake. I don't say it won't be more rock and roll than this but i don't know um because she's gonna have to learn how to actually be a motherfucking spy uh which is more difficult despite being among uh, among spies than you may think so 
I don't know. I don't know if people are loving this fucking. But yes, um, should we go ahead and say where people can follow us? And then we'll say yeah. Uh, Kara, where do people follow you? And please collect um, time travel talks. You can follow me at Kara Demizio on Twitter or Kara.Demizio on Instagram. Mind you, I'm a lot more active on Twitter. Um, you can also find the project that I work on, Time Travel Talks, as we've insinuated in many an episode, um, on Twitter and Instagram or Facebook in that case. And um, just a quick word on it. It's, it's a community of anyone that really has a passion for history to come together and discuss, ask questions. It's a judgment-free zone, so there's no judgment. Um, but yes, if you're if anyone's interested that's listening and the Discord group that I've created to come kind of accompany the Twitter community I've built, uh, let me know. Uh, slide in into my DMs, and I'll be happy to help. Um, but other than that, uh, where can we find you, ladies? Uh, you can find me um, on Instagram at BethanySkelton5, all lowercase. Um, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's the same handle, but please capitalize my BS initials. <laughs> And just, <laughs> I'm starting to really love that Twitter plug. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> Capitalize on the BS is the best thing I've ever heard. Um, you can find the podcast at bodycounthistorypod.com. Again, we're overhauling the website. It should be done this week. Um, then again, you can find us at bodycountpod on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Jessica B. Manor on both Instagram. Ugh, although I don't hit, uh, I'm not that active. And Twitter, which I am always active. And um, it's going to be out. This is going to be good for us. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see the rest of her and what she does. So, woohoo! Yes, she's yep. She it's gonna get fucking nuts from here on out, Bethany. So uh, we appreciate you all. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.